Recovery 101, yeah, with your hosts Bruce, Shelley, and Mark. They want to talk with you, joke with you, and tell you the facts. They want to see you in recovery, working those steps. And when you're through, they want to chat with you. Put down the jack in the crack and take a step on back and go to a meeting and keep coming back and then tune to recovery 101.net and when you're through they want to joke with you hey i'm dr drew and you are listening to recovery 101 thank you to courtney for our marvelous recovery 101 jingle recovery 101 does not speak for a a n a o a c a g a p a s l a s l a a c r r r m m d r a p a s w a no you're just stuck early aren't you yeah did i leave a bunch out i don't know i wasn't really paying attention i don't know either either. yeah but or any, the, or any of the Anons. Yeah, we don't speak for any of them, their guys. Yeah. Or anybody all, else. We don't speak for anybody. We all speak the for opinions us. are our own, and I'm not even sure if my opinion's mine. I might have borrowed it from someone else. Welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B., as always, with... Shelley. And Mark. Sweet. Not as cold as it's been recently. Pleasant. It's not raining and... I'm freezing. I was going to say, it's not raining and on. thundering like last week when inside the studio we could see our breath easily. Mm-hmm. I know, but I have my jawaba suit on. I'm so cold. I have a Your jacket, what? I have jeans, and a long sleeve shirt, and, and a sweatshirt, a hoodie sweatshirt thingy, and my jawaba suit. What's a jawaba suit? Shelly's partially babushka. Yes, partially babushka. My big robe is a jawaba. Jawaba? Jawaba. Jawaba? Uh-huh. Is that an actual term? Well... Or is this a, sh- this from, is a Shelleyism? No, it's not a Shelleyism. Actually, it's, I think it's a. Well, I, I don't know if she wants me to say her name on the air, but someone that I used to be related to, um, used to call it that, and I picked it up from her. Someone you used to be related to? Yes. An outlaw? Yes. Oh, okay. That's the the outlaws are the in laws that are divorced now. Right. So now they're the outlaws. Awesome. Uh, I'm just wearing a uh, shirt and a jacket. T-shirt and a jacket. Leather leather jacket. I'm comfortable. My toes are a little cold, actually, right now. Yeah, you know, I'm diabetic. I don't really feel my feet, so... Oh, okay. There's Sometimes there's benefits to that. Got it. Not that cold. Well, you know what that means. Yeah, it means we ran out of things to talk about early. <laughs> means 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 the bantering has come to an end because it's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. What was up with your first doot? You put like an extra little doop in there. I don't know. You had a doot with a doop. He bought a vowel. He bought a vowel. Okay. Um. Let's see. Again. Geez. Why? What is about the booze news? All of a sudden, I've got frogs in my throat. No, it's Kermit the Frog here. Um. Shout outs to the usual suspects and the unusual suspects. Everyone else. Everyone else. Um, let's see. In, um, I don't know where this is, actually. It's on the paper in front of you. But it's somewhere where they have a lot of trailers. Oh, Orange Palmdale? County. And I know it's not in California, so it must be. Florida. There you go. I was going to say, can, Orange County, California, probably not known for the trailer parks. Right. 
Um, John Miller, who's a landlord, will not be at Thanksgiving with his family this year because he is in jail. What did John do? He's in jail on attempted murder charges. Uh Uh-oh. He owned a trailer, you know, like the people live in, in certain areas. A mobile home. Yes. Well... I get the impression from the story... Like, or as that we like call them, a tornado magnet. Exactly. I get the impression from the story. It's like one of those buildings that's designed to not withstand a tornado. Okay. Um, so he had rented it out to a woman and her three children, and they were not behind in the rent. They had been paying $150 every week. They were not behind in the rent. But he got mad at them because of a dispute over a table at a yard sale the previous week. So he got into a front loader and proceeded to bulldoze the trailer home with them still inside because he tried to evict them and he couldn't do it legally, so he was just going to kill them. And he was successful? No, uh, but... It was attempted murder. It was attempted murder. He's attempted murder charges. Um, he well, brought thank God the, for that. He pushed the front loader into the front of the trailer and the woman, or the back of the trailer, and the woman rushed out and said, my kids are in there, stop doing that, you know, and he wouldn't. Uh, a neighbor called the police. The police arrived just as he was smashing in another side of it while the woman was running in to try to get her 14-year-old out who was trapped because the side wall had collapsed and crushed the door and she couldn't get out. Wow. Yeah. They needed that uh, that store owner out in West L.A. from the other day where the guy came in with the, to rob the place. And the guy pulled like a 10-inch knife on the guy to rob the place. And the guy came out from behind the counter with a 44 oh, and wow. just blew the guy away. Yikes. <laughs> well, or that guy from a couple of shows ago, the uh, old man, the 71-year-old man that like just disarmed the guy with the big knife. Yeah. Well, Did the cops like the, gun him down police, or tase him? Or? Uh, they had Maybe to force him, him. They had to force him onto the ground because he wouldn't get out of the, the front loader. Um, well, I hope they tased him. It doesn't say that no. they tased him. I hope they beat him like a baby harp seal. Uh, it doesn't say that they tased him, but even when the police got there, he continued ramming the home. They finally subdued him, got him to the ground, whereupon they said, you've destroyed the home, and he said, good, I got what I wanted. Yeah, three to five. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted meals and a bed. Yeah, <laughs> really. got it. And a roommate. And a roommate, Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, here's a kind of a weird... I don't even know what to call this story. I, I just don't, because it's just too if bizarre. If it's like most of our stories, it's just you call it's, it weird. Yeah, it's just... I I can't understand how anybody could not know what macaroni and cheese is, but apparently Pat Robertson does not. The 700 what? Club host, Pat Robertson, you know, the big religious Doesn't mucky Doesn't know muck, what macaroni and cheese is. Uh, he was actually on... Uh, he was in an interview on uh, a local television show, and Condoleezza Rice was actually on the show with, you know, had been interviewed prior to him and was still on, you know, one of those talk shows. It doesn't say what talk show, though. I'm looking at it. It doesn't say what talk show. Um, but, you know, Condoleezza Rice, former Secretary of State. The uh, anchor, Christy Watts, the anchor of the show, asked her what her favorite thing was at, mac- at, at Thanksgiving dinner, and she said, oh, well, that's ha- that has to be mac and cheese. Apparently her family has macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving dinner. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. Pat Robertson piped up and said... What's that? What's that thing you just said? What's mac and cheese? Is that a black thing? <laughs> to Condoleezza Rice. Wow. Got to give her props. She turned around and said, "It is a black thing, Pat. You guys, you need macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving." <laughs> and wow. And, and you know what? What? 
Okay, maybe mac and cheese. Maybe if he's just old and he's not familiar with the term. I can't imagine anyone not knowing what mac and cheese is. I, I can't either. Because, you know, now... It says on the box mac well, and cheese well, half the time. now it says mac and cheese. But, I mean, in the past, it always said macaroni and cheese. So I could oh, see please. where there might be mac and cheese, but still. Come on. Is that a black thing? Give me a Man, break. My grandmother used to make macaroni and cheese from scratch. Yeah, I used to make it from scratch. she used to make it in this massive... I don't, like, this was a thing for, like, cooking spaghetti or something because it was a very tall pan. Yeah. But, and she would make, like, I don't even know how many pounds of macaroni and cheese, but it was enough where you could eat 12 people eat it and everyone take home seven servings. The like, thing about macaroni and cheese is that it seems like it would be a deceptively simple dish to make from scratch, and it's not. It's a pain in the what butt. What was the one you made? Yeah, I made a macaroni and cheese with four different cheeses and the cream and the whole. And then didn't you dip. have to like mm. and then bacon first, or something? first you have to boil the macaroni and then and you've got to uh, make the cheese sauce. Then you have to combine the two. Then you have to put the bread crumbs and all the you know the the mm. stuff that gels it together. Then you have to bake it for forty five minutes. I mean, it's amazing. It was like twice baked macaroni and cheese or something. James, our friend James, who is just a cheese fanatic. Was like insane. It was. It, it he was almo- his favorite thing ever. He almost orgasmed. I'm telling you, he saw and this then, thing and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then the leftovers, mm-hmm. I let them congeal in the fridge overnight, and then cut them into squares and fried them for him. Oh. I thought he was, was. going to die. That's I thought he was, was. going to die. Fried oh. macaroni and cheese. It was really good. I'll too. bet. Yes. Okay. Shelly will put the recipe. We got completely off that. I know we did. Didn't story, we? Didn't we? <laughs> Wow. Anyway, um, we just went into a cheese So Pat ga- Robertson said, what the hell are you talking about, Shelly? We just yes, went into a cheesegasm. That was the whole thing. Yes, we had a cheesegasm. Yeah. Um, cheesegasm. In, let's see, I'm trying to yeah, decide which story I want to do first. Uh, in the UK, Uck. Uck. a woman named Christina Ray hated her thin lips so much that she spent 4,000 pounds on silicone injections. 4,000 pounds of lips? 4,000 you know, pounds, like you know, the money. Yeah, okay. Pounds. On silicone injections, how and big, she still wants more. How big did she make? Now them? let me let me preface this. I'm going to say two oh things. First, God. she said her inspiration was Jessica Rabbit, and I'm sorry, but if your inspiration for how you look is, is a, a cartoon, cartoon character, you yeah. got some serious problems. You look like a cartoon character now. Congratulations. Yes. And the other thing I would like to say is she's also said that she's never had a boyfriend, and I saw the picture of her lips, and I know why. Why? Because any man who saw her lips coming at them would run. It, is it sort of like you know the girl? It looks that like had, a plunger. You know the girl that had all the plastic surgery to like look like a cat. Her lips are like that. They are. They're yeah. like they're about two inches, three inches wide yeah, on each side. Yeah, takes half a tube of lipstick just to cover them. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Wow. And she says, "I want to go more extreme." That a girl. I, I saw a picture. <laughs> I saw a picture like that online somewhere, and it's got in like the demotivational posters, and it's got this chick who's like a workout chick, but she's like. So over-the-top masculine looking. I mean, she doesn't even look like a woman anymore. Yeah. And it's like, no boyfriend? I wonder why. I saw one. She, she created her own boyfriend within herself. Yes. yes. She's her own grandpa. Um, I'm my own soulmate. I saw a picture like that of a big buff woman that had worked out way too much and had gotten all buffed out and everything. Yeah. Who had then, because obviously when you get to that point, you don't really have any breasts anymore because it's just a giant wall of muscle, had gotten silicone implants. And they floated on top of her musculature like little round beach balls. I mean, it was the most obscene-looking thing I've ever seen. It looked like giant grapes stuck to her chest. Is there a website for this? 
No, it was just one of those well, motivational posters. Well, you know, you got, you got the girls that do, like, the fitness model type girls that are uh-huh. working out all the time, but they're not all buff. Like, we had a friend named uh, – well, we have a friend named Brenda. And Brenda, for a while, was really getting into lifting weights. I mean, it was really getting scary because she was bigger than a lot of the guys in the room. Like, she had, she had biceps. Thankfully for her, she started running now, and her big thing is running because that helped her a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a problem when you're looking at a chick and her bicep is, like, way bigger than yours, and you're like, hey, how you doing? A little bicep empty? Yeah. Hey, how you doing there? Let's see now. It's like you need me to pop a few walnuts for you? Get that one for the moment. I might come back to that one, but I'm not sure. Um, oh, who's playing God now? Me. <laughs> I might come back to that one, too. I don't know yet. Okay, now here's another, another case of government run amok. The DEA has put an 88-year-old entrepreneur out of business because his product, iodine crystals, which are used to purify water, have shown up in some meth labs as part of their process. The DEA won't let him run his business unless he he has to go through like what are they, a prohibitively expensive security measures. And he runs a small business. He only has a few clients, water water purification facilities. And meth, and meth lab operators. No, he doesn't. And and he's given them all his receipts and everything. He's jumped through hoops to try to get his business back, and they won't let him have it back because they want him to set up a separate lab and everything. And he, his business isn't that large. He's 88 years old. He does this to supplement his Social Security. So how many meth dealers does he sell to, though? He doesn't sell to any. He said, we're just this old couple barely surviving old farts, and we're supposed to be meth dealers. This is just plain stupid. Yeah. Well. That's gov- what I'd say if I was him. Government intervention and just plain stupid in the same sentence. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Actually, you didn't have to say the second part. Yeah, really. Um. Okay, here's an interesting one. We'll be the judge of that. Well, okay, you know the Occupy protesters, like there are some that are getting pepper sprayed and other ones that are getting beaten by the cops and they're all complaining that, you know, they're being untreated unfairly and everything. Los Angeles gets the props for the best way to deal with the Occupy movement. I am very proud of our city. I think they deserve a medal. Oh, you're going to give the story about the office, aren't you? They are offering them office space for a dollar a year. Just to get them out of the park. And it's only 100 yards from where they're protesting. It's perfect. Yep. I think it's just great. You know, I think, you know, the only other thing you need after that? The guy with the front loader from the early story. <laughs> from the other story. You know, I, I got to tell you, I had, a, I had a customer in my store the other day, a guy from Egypt. And uh, w- someone mentioned something about Occupy LA. And, and, and I said something about, well, you know, it's supposed to be nonviolent. And the guy looks at me and he goes, that's how it always starts. He goes... I'm from Egypt. He goes, you know what? All those protests were nonviolent, too. Until they weren't Until anymore. they weren't. And he goes, you guys here in America, you're not really used to this. You had a little bit of this back in the Vietnam era. He goes, but we get this stuff all the time in the Mideast, in all the different countries. And you go, it, it always starts out with people, and then the cops want them to go because their permit's up or whatever, and then they don't want to go. And then when the cops try and do their job, which is now they're supposed to make you go, then you don't want to go. And it's like, I'm going to sit here till you make me go. And then when they make you go, you cry. That it, he goes, And he goes, that's a quick hop, skip, and a jump to when they start shooting people. And well, I'm you like, know, wow. the, 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 the Davis incident, they were told to leave. They staged a sit-in. We're going to sit here and we're not going to leave. 
Yes, you're going to leave. We're not going to leave. Yes, you're going to leave. Make us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did, did you see that the thing in L.A. W- went perfect? Now, I, understandably, the Occupy L.A. thing from a few weeks ago, they had a permit. The cops knew they had a permit. They had a permit. They were supposed to be gone by 11 o'clock or something. They set up a tent in the middle of the street, and a bunch of people held hands around the tent, and they said, we're going to be the ones to get arrested. And the cops, like, they said 25 times, here's what we're going to do. They went around. They told everybody, here's what we're going to do. And everyone, like 99.9% of the people went up on the sidewalks, and the people that were out in the middle said, we're going to get arrested. They got arrested, and the cops arrested them. Open the streets back up. I heard one of the great lines that just, to me, it explained the entire movement. A guy who was defending Occupy Wall Street said, how can you be against them if they don't know what they're for? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And he was serious. How can you be against them? They don't know what they're for. Well, and I told you, I told you guys, I was watching a show where you know they had a guy from the Tea Party and a guy from the other thing. And the funny thing was, they had more in common than they really wanted to let on. They just had a different approach to it. And they talked to the one guy who's like one of the head guys, and they're like, "Well, what exactly is?" He goes, "Well, you know, we're fleshing all that out." And the guy from the Tea Party goes, "It'd be helpful if you had an idea of what what the end go- game was, what yeah. the end goal was." He goes, "Well, we'll figure it out as we or, go along." Or if you'd go somewhere where you could flush when you were done. Would oh, yeah. be a good start. I think yeah. the problem with the Occupy LA movement is that we just don't care. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> do you know that? You know? So, do you know that of the, so there just aren't enough people that. I mean, yeah. because they they go out and they protest for a little while, but then it's like, oh, you guys want to go for coffee? Because yeah, but, it, yeah. I mean, like, you know what it was? Like, there was six hundred. They expected like two thousand. There was six hundred people. Four hundred and fifty of them were from some local union. Oh yeah. And the union guys, let me tell you, they knew exactly what to do. The union guys mm-hmm. were like. We're out here. They got to a certain time, and they had guys in like with like the reflective yeah. things telling guys, "Okay, get off the street now. Yeah. now the, the permit time is done." And and the guys from Occupy were like, "Yeah, we don't really have a lot of Occupy people, here, but there's a lot of people from this whatever it was, S-E-I-U. the SEIU, S-E-I-U. Or yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, let's go with some Occupy oh, Hawaii crap. was the best one though. All of a sudden, the surf came up. Yeah, they all left. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I I'd, I'd go to Occupy Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna we, do Occupy Beverly Hills. All right, now I guess I'm gonna have to skip. Th- I had some couple of really good stories. Do them. Oh. We'll go over. Okay, it. Uh, in Broward County, Florida, um, a carnival ride at this year's fair is causing a lot of consternation. Yeah, that's already bad. A carny. Yes, it is causing a lot of consternation. The name of the ride Carnies. is the Zyklon. Zyklon. The Zyklon. The Zyklon. Oh. Zyklon. Z y k l o n. Now, bear in mind that Florida is a place where a lot of New York retirees go, many of them Jewish, and Zyklon happens to be the name of the gas that was used to kill them in the concentration camps. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that's intentional. No, it was not intentional. Know, the, the word Zyklon also means cyclone in German, yeah. but it's really not a good place to have that ride. <laughs> you know, did, did you see the billboard where they had yes. to take down the billboard and it said something like Christmas presents at Hanukkah, Hanukkah prices yeah. or something? and. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And Oops. you know what? Oops. They took it right down. Yep. Not before they snapped the shot. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. Yeah. Um, In Treasure Island. Florida. I know. I was going to say Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Do you remember? It was quite a few months ago, actually. We did a story on the missing 30-foot inflatable beer bottle that, that, went, that got stolen. Yes. 
It has been returned. Yay. Yay. Da, 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 da. The, the follow-up on this uh, is that it was finally returned. They will not reveal the, de- the, the details of how it was returned because they pledged empty. that if... Yeah, <laughs> empty. They pledged that if their beer bottle was returned that uh, they wouldn't press charges. So they're not saying anything about who brought it back or what happened. Nice. Yes, so the giant beer bottle is home. Let we my stole a bottle Bob's, go. We stole a Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. An actual big boy unbolted him right out of the ground in West Covina when I was in high school. And they really wanted him back. And uh, you know what? They did the same thing. If someone will return it, we won't tell anything. We yeah. returned it. You know what would have been fun? If there would have been internet then like there is now, like they did with that uh, with the gnome. Oh, yeah. And and take had, the like, bob around. You'd like taking the bob around. <laughs> that would have been well, funny. You know, there was one. What was it? It was like the big red chair, the big red couch. And they took it all over the world, this big couch. Like, I don't even know how they got at these places. Like, it was like at Machu Picchu. I'm like, Uh who carried a couch up to Machu Picchu? The guys who took it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'd be like on the beach in Mexico, and it was like everywhere. Well, the lawn gnome was just great. Yeah, Yeah. I loved the lawn gnome one. Oh, yeah, all over the world. Um, Really quickly, i got to do the Hero of the Week. Really quick, okay. Hero of the Week? Yeah. (laughs) In Bellingham, Washington. The hero, the hero of the week, uh, no names were used because they're protecting the people that were in this. Uh, a 10-year-old boy is the hero of the week because he saved his mother's life after she was attacked by the man who was renting the room in their home. He got angry. He came home drunk and possibly on drugs, was angry uh, because he said that they'd gone into his room. He then kicked her bedroom door in and tried to strangle her to death. Wow. The you Now, bear in mind, this is Washington State. My advice would be not to mess with a 10-year-old boy who owns a BB gun. Because he was ticked. (laughs) No, in the face. Got right up in his face with a BB gun and pulled the trigger several times. Four times. Nice. Got him off, Mom. Semi-automatic crossman. Yep. I used to have one. You know what? That thing looked dead off like a forty-five. Yep. Pop, 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 pop. He he popped the guy four times in the face, got him off of Mom, then put the gun down and swung at him, knocked him out with a board. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Go, boy. Mom is fine, and the attacker went briefly to the hospital where he was treated and released into custody. Last name wasn't Norris, was it? (laughs) The kid? (laughs) No, I didn't say that, no. (laughs) And that's the end of the boozy news. And Chuck Norris was 10. (laughs) Yes. Okay, that's the end of the boozy news. The New Way Foundation Victory House Aware Program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men. New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com, helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. Recovery one.
Welcome back. Your dreams are your ticket out. Welcome back, Shelly. Hello. To that same, same old place, place that, that you, you laughed about. about. She's not going to just. Shelly's lost something in the studio. Your microphone, mayhaps? No, I need my lip goo. Oh, the lip goo. Should I go to the movie? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a joke there. There's a joke there, I'm telling you. Oh, wow. So. Shelly's hunting for goo to put on her lips. We have the topic complete abandon. Complete abandon. How would you like to approach that there, uh, Uncle Bruzy? Well, I don't know. Usually the way I look at complete abandon, for me personally, is giving everything over to God. Uh, but it, it could be a lot of ways, actually. I mean, there's there's other things. I mean, it could be like completely abandoning the way you used to live for the way you live now. How about for moving full tilt out of control with no brakes? That's another way of complete abandon. <laughs> I, think we, I, like, I think we call that one reckless abandon, okay. I think, is, I don't know if reckless abandon and complete abandon should be in the same sentence, but what do you, what do you think, Shelley? I saw a thing on the Internet that said the, the purpose of life is not to play it safe and reach home in one piece. The purpose of life is to skid into the end sideways, uh, hair askew, screaming, wow, what a ride. Yeah. Is that something like... So that would be <clears throat> reckless abandon. Is that something like live fast, die young, and leave a good-looking corpse? I've lived too long. You know what the problem was? I lived fast, and if I had died young, my corpse wouldn't have been particularly good-looking. I've lived too long now. People look at me and said, that guy's 6'1 <laughs> and 117 pounds. Why have you lived too long? Because the corpse would not look good at this point. Oh. I, well, try, okay. I tried that, but I've lived too long. Okay, newsflash. Yeah. Nobody's corpse looks particularly good. Have you seen the, the morgue photos of Marilyn Monroe, who was yeah. a total hottie? Yeah, not looking so good. Yeah, but that guy who was uh, in the who was there at the morgue, uh, getting her ready for her funeral, probably took advantage. Oh, oh! Wow, that would be complete abandon right there. <laughs> wow, Yikes. of your wow. senses. What What would your impression of complete abandon be, Mark? I think complete abandon for me is just um, going going after it. You know what is that? You know, sucking the marrow out of life. I mean, just going at it with everything you have hold nothing back not quite reckless no but just hold nothing back there you know controlled abandon I, well i came in i i came into the program that way you know when i showed up and got here it was like i was so willing to do whatever i had whatever people told me to do i did i didn't stop to think about it i didn't stop to rationalize it i just went Full tilt boogie forward. Isn't it funny how some program things kind of mirror what we used to do? Like my entire life before program was complete abandon. I mean, I just did whatever I wanted yeah. and just did it, did it, did it. And it's sort of like the people that say, I can't really get into the one day at a time thing. Really? Because I got loaded one day at a time. It's like I didn't plan for tomorrow. I got loaded I did every it day all at a time. right now. Yeah. And then, then when I got sober, I'm like... Gee, I don't know. You know, I, it's hard for me to get into that one day at a time. And I never got loaded like more than one day at a time. I, I just used everything I yeah, had but, could get my hands. But our one day went about fifty-four hours. Yeah. 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 I'm just gonna get loaded today. What do you think, Shelley? Complete abandon. I always think of complete abandon in the program terms, or well, I don't know if it's a program. It might be biblical. <laughs> the abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Completely. Not as in, like, having a wild life or anything like that. Right. Completely uh, abandon yourself to God. Yes, which means that I have to trust him 
to take care of all the things for me. You know, I have to do the footwork. And once I've done that, I have to, I, I have to completely abandon the results to God. It's not always easy for me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that of anybody, probably the only person who completely has my best interests at heart is God. And Bruce. Because people will always let you down. Well, you know, one time, my one of my original sponsors was telling me, God's really got a plan for you. You know, the reason you've gone out all these times is you're going to be the example of those guys not to do it that way. And and I looked at him one time and I said, so I'm here, you know, because God's got a plan for me. And he goes, right. I go, what if the plan from God was that guy I helped yesterday? Does that mean I'm just, I'm done now? <laughs> it's like I'm just waiting for the, the hammer to fall because my purpose in life was to help that one dude at that one meeting. And I helped him yesterday. So my purpose is now done. One so God's going to lower the boom on me now. One day at a time. Yeah. I don't think it works that way. I think it works the opposite way. I think God lets us stay here and do his work until suddenly he has a different job for us to do. And that's when he takes us. Well, maybe maybe my thing is to help that guy who's struggling as a medical person with the th- thought of if he ever sees someone die and then I die and the guy goes, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know. I just, I, I don't know. You never know. I don't want to find it out that way. I don't know. My, my complete abandoned thing is along like what Shelly said, like when, what I started out with is that, you know, completely abandon myself to, to what God wants. And that, that was a re- very, very tough one for me. You know, because I, I I was in I thought I was in control of everything when really I was in control of nothing. And then the thought of let someone else run it all, I was like, eh, you know, I, I did the rubber band theory. I'll let God do it till I think I can do it better, and I'll yank it back. Doesn't work so well. No. Didn't work so well for me. No. I try. I'm trying not to do that because what I've done is, and actually the funny thing is. I was telling a sponsee about this because she's having some trouble with time management. So I was telling her what I do every day. And another friend of ours who's not on the program was hanging around when we were talking down at Starbucks and heard what I was saying and said, that sounds like a good idea. So now I've got two people doing it. <laughs> um, I, well, share. I went, and got, I went and got a $1 book, you know, one of those blank books with the lines in it. And I wrote. I read one of those ones. I wrote the days. It didn't take long, did it? Um, <laughs> is, did did you write down how much you drank? I reread it no, after I, I was done. I wrote down the days on each page, you know, I've, and as I go along, I'll add more days, you know, to to the blank pages. And then every single day, when I get up, one of the first things I do is I write down where I need to be that day. The next section is what are my needs for that day? I need to clean the kitchen. I need a new mm-hmm. pair of pants. I need, you know, whatever. You know who and did that first? The third section. What? There was a guy. There was this Mayan guy who did that. Yeah, but that runs out next year. Mine will just keep going. Yeah, he just finally got bored. See, the world's not <laughs> going to end. ran out of rock. Yeah. The world's not going to end because I still have Chisel pages. broke. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like I can't be overdrawn. I still have checks yes, left. the world's not going to end because I still have pages. And then the right. last section of, the, of my page is what I need to get done at work. And anything else that comes up during the day, I just write it down in the book. And by writing everything down, 
it's out of my head. I don't have to worry about it because it's right there in the book. I just keep referring back to the book. And as God reminds me of things I need to do, I just keep writing it down in the book. So you just empty your head out of the I paper? I just empty my head out of the paper all the time. And God, and I think God does that for me because I used to try to juggle all this stuff and control what was going on in my head. And when I don't have to control what's going on in my head, my head's full of a lot better things. How are you not blonde? If you just empty your head into a bundle piece of paper. No, but it gets filled up with the glory of God. Oh. 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 To, go, to go on a completely different tack from the glory of God, you know what the the first thing a blonde says after sex is? What team do you guys play yeah, for? Do you guys all play in the same team? Yeah. Getting back to the glory of God, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the um, team thought it was the glory of God. I, I think I'm beginning to irritate my coworkers a little bit. <laughs> Because I've got choir on Sunday and choir practice on Wednesday. So by the time I'm like, you know, midway through the weekend, I'm singing. I've got the hymns going in my head. Uh, and I'm getting them stuck in my head. You should and write I them start, down on the paper. I start whistling. I start whistling them or humming them while I'm working because I'm working with my hands. I'm not really thinking. <laughs> I've been humming. How do we give thanks for like a week and a half now? <laughs> it's hard to whistle onward Christian soldiers. I knew they'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is put it. Was out my there. grandfather's favorite uh, hymn? My favorite is "Battle Hymn of the Republic," but they won't do it at church because our pastor is a long-haired hippie, and he thinks it's too militant. Really, my eyes, really? mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He hath trampled down the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Our truth is marching on. Shelly, his truth is Shelly the other day found for me, posted on my Facebook page, the goat of terror. There's some goat. It's just like a regular goat, and it's like behind this wall, and like the stall number, whatever the goat is, is 666. And she's like, he does exist, and here he is. And Marty's like, is that Bruce's goat? <laughs> yeah. No, it's the goat of terror. It said underneath it, it said soon. <laughs> Because in the book of Revelations, there's a goat of terror, which doesn't sound so terrifying to us now, but back then it was. It's like it's like a bad Stephen King book. The goat of terror. Cujo. The, Cujo, the dog of terror. The goat of terror. In 3D. Shove a spit up its ass and start a fire underneath. <laughs> yes. The, walk, the walking goat. Distract it with a tin can and then beat it to death. Well, you know, back in the day, I'm sure the goat of terror, cloven hooves and all that was a really scary yes. thing or the thought of it was a scary thing. Nowadays, with today's movies and everything, it's like, you know, the saw guy of terror is, is more like it, you know, or something like that. It's like, you, you know, the transformer of terror. The zombie of terror. See your local Metrolink bus turn into some dude. Metrolink bus of terror. That would be a good one. They are pretty terrifying. Have yeah, you ever been that, on one? That happens. <laughs> so, back to complete abandon. Oh, sorry. We got off track. We do Sh that. Shelly, what, what would your final words on complete abandon be? Um, when, on the days when I can manage to maintain complete abandon, are the best days of my life. Not because I don't have any worries or whatever, but because I can meet calamity with serenity and know Ooh. that God has my back. Wow. Oh, thanks for just blowing ours out of the water i can never blow mark out of the water yeah let's look mark's over there right now going wow so mark what let, let, let's hear the come back to that one 
you folks have seen tonight why we refer to this show as a meeting after the meeting. Because when you're sitting at coffee or something after a meeting and you start having discussions, they will go in many directions no matter <laughs> what sideways. it is you're talking about at the start. I, you know, I was, I was talking to a guy uh, the other – well, matter of fact, the guy bought the tr- – I just bought a truck and this guy bought the truck from – you know, I, I don't think he's an alcoholic or whatever, but when I mentioned – He should looked be. At my, he looked at my keychain. He goes, what's that? And I go, oh, I got 22 years sober. And he goes, oh, wow. And, he, and he's asking a little bit – about it, and I said, and I, I mentioned the show, and he goes, "Oh, you, you do a show on recovery?" He goes, "Well, how does that go?" And I go, "It would be like you hanging out with your buddies." I go, "You guys sell cars," and he goes, "Right." And I go, "So when you talk about it, you know, you're just shooting the breeze. I'm sure you talk a little bit about selling cars, and then you talk a little bullshit, and then you talk a little more about selling cars, a little more about bullshit." I go, "That's exactly what our show is like. It's not 100% recovery all the time." It's more like the way normal people talk. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to say, but we're it's, not normal. It's what well, sets us apart from other recovery shows. Right. You know. <laughs> that, I, I've, that and the goat of terror. I've, 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 terror. I've, I've, I've said it before. You know, the first time I ever heard a recovery show, someone says, you got to hear this. And the, the girl on the show comes on and goes, we have a caller. Hi, Bob. Hi. Bob, if, have you been working steps, Bob? If, have you been staying sober? Have you been going to meetings? Have you been working the steps? And I'm like, who would listen to that? You I mean, did. really. I mean, I'm in recovery, and I don't want to listen to that. Normies might listen to that. I, I don't even know. But complete abandon for me is trying to completely turn my will and my life over to the care of God. That's it. Shelly, who are our friends back east? He has complete abandon. Um, that would be Bruce. The other white meat? He runs the 12-step gazette at 12stepgazette.com. Dot com. Oh, that was quite angelic. Um, You can get there by going to recovery101.net. That's us. And scrolling down and clicking on his banner. Um, No, I've lost my train of thought. That is the least mouse clicking. It sounds more like a like a hen. At any rate, you can read his fine publication online. You can have it emailed to you, or you can subscribe, and he will send it to you in the post eventually. And um, well, he'll send it right away. That's true. It'll he'll send it right away. He'll get there eventually. Um, you can, although the post office was pretty good. That my book came. I got the notification in my email that my book had been shipped, and it came the next day. That's because they're always only my my guy, my post guy says he brings me a. A bunch of ads, and that's it. And he goes, if day. it wasn't for spammy ads, we wouldn't have jobs right now. At any rate, you can also uh, inquire about franchise opportunities, and he will bring help you bring the 12-step gazette to your little town. My little... What, there's a song there. In my, my hometown, little town. In my hometown. Yeah, I can't remember. Mark, who are our what? friends online? That'd be in the rooms at intherooms.com. Dot com. Um, you can go to intherooms.com. You can put up a profile, enter the A of your choice. Do you they have can, a goat of terror? They have a, well, I don't know if it's a goat <laughs> of terror, but if you enter the goat. <laughs> Shelly just got this terrified, this look of terror on her face. <laughs> that is the goat of terror. <laughs> uh, no. But anyway, they have uh, their recovery chat rooms and speaker tapes and online meetings. Um, you can go to Friends of Recovery 101 and listen to our show while you search the site, and it's all free. I, I, I remembered the song. <gasps> this is my town. Da, na, 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 na. That's the song you were thinking of? No. No. 
It was something like, in my little town. I don't think that was the name of the song. It was just one of the lines. I, I saw a thing online. i got to throw this in. I saw, saw this thing online. It was talking about the invention of condoms. It was talking how these shepherds had invented the condom by uh, using the original condom was a sheep's intestine. And then it said, a few years later, the British uh, invented the condom by actually removing it from the sheep before they used it. God's calling. See, you miss it. It was good. My daughter. It was good. Uh, we've got email addresses at recovery underscore 101 at hotmail.com, recovery101radio at gmail.com. You can join the crack advertising staff at recovery101radiosales at gmail.com. We've got videos at youtube.com forward slash easy look and youtube.com forward slash recovery 101 rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. We sure as hell don't. Shelly, who is our lead out music by? ML3. ML3. Right. What are we going to have? Blast from the past. Slave. Slave. I love ML3. Everybody, you try and leave it better than you found it and be the example. We are out. You are beautiful. <laughs>